When we had the first miscarriage, I think I was going into it feeling like, um, like I want to stay really fit. I want to, I, I still have like my own personal goals and I'm going to do my thing. And, um, and I, I think if you ask any doctor, they would say like, you didn't, Pro- you probably didn't cause a miscarriage, right. but there were, I can remember there being like a time in my head where I'm like, God, I don't know if I should have been working out in that heat or if I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have been running that much or I don't know, you know, like, and I'm, yeah. I have moments where I'm questioning it. And so after that, when we got pregnant, Ben, the thing he told me that kept resonating in my head was like, just whatever you do, like you, like if it's a question, it's, it's not safe. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. We are joined today by a special guest. How are you, Heather? I'm great. How are you? Good. We uh, we had we brought you in because I've been getting a lot of questions from listeners as it relates to pregnancy and where fitness and nutrition meet pregnancy. Um, and as much as Ben has lots of good answers, I thought perhaps you might have better answers as it relates to this. So we wanted to bring you in, um, and I've, so I've got some listener questions. Uh, we'll 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 put them in uh, where they see where where I see fit there. But I wanted to start with uh, just a a little bit of context to you because you're in a really unique position where you had two kids. Uh, how many years ago now? What's what's Jonah now? Fifteen. Jonah's fifteen. 15. Maya is nineteen. Okay, so you've got two kids there, and then Bodie and Harley are in the five to seven. Five to seven. So you have this really big gap, and and knowing you as I do, um, I know that your life changed quite a bit from set one to set two, for lack of a better term. So I wanted to start just with a sense of, like, how did you go into Maya and Jonah, your first kids? What was your life like? What was your thinking around, but pregnancy, but fitness and nutrition as it related to pregnancy and did it change or how did it change going in with Bodie and Harley? Like, what did you learn between those, the, the, the sets of kids that you implemented the second time around that maybe you just didn't know, or you just believe something different the first time? The first time I was, uh, I was a group exercise instructor. And so I did a lot of, and I was just coming off of like a marathon. So I don't want to call it a career, but I was, I was running a lot of long distance and, um, and, doing like lots of aerobics classes and like hip hop dance classes. Like I was just like doing a lot of spin, like all that stuff. And so that was great because it kept me active every day. But I I don't I don't think I was very strong at all. Like I didn't place any importance on that. And so I was just kind of like, if I'm just moving a lot all day, then I'm in good shape. And I also was not in a big I wasn't focusing a lot of energy on nutrition. Um, I was just kind of doing what everybody said was like the healthy thing to eat and, right. you know, whatever, like the news said that day. Um, now moving forward to like where Bodhi was and when I was pregnant with him, it was totally different. You know, I, f- I think I placed more importance on strength over cardio, um, but still did a little bit of everything all the time. And nutrition was everything. Mm. I remember, um, I think it was with Bodhi, but we were doing like a nutrition challenge at our gym. And I think I... I like, I like if you went by the numbers, like I would have won the the whole thing, you know, it was like, I, I ate really well, but as soon as I 
got pregnant with him, it was like it ticked over into this place where um, this is the only time I will ever have 100% control over what goes in this kid's body. And so that was like all the motivation I needed to like completely clear up my diet. You know, because so much is happening and like they're, they're growing like a brain and like right. a like major organs. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's like, organs. yeah, Both like all the organs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it like it's a hundred percent like Ben is not responsible for how those things grow at all. It's like right. all me. And so like the I think that a lot of times um, we kind of go the opposite direction when we're pregnant and we're kind of like we 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 go like lax on everything. We're kind of like, yeah, I have these cravings and like it's the only time that I can let loose. So I'm right. going to let loose. And I kind of like completely felt the opposite. Like, I mean, I eat really well all the time, but that like, like I can't, I wouldn't be able to keep that up right now. Like I don't have the motivation to do it. You know, I had the yeah. motivation when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it was really important for things like allergies when they were born and, um, just like all sorts of things. So that was really, it was, it was more important to me than anything else when I was pregnant with the, the second two. Okay, cool. So I want to break this conversation, uh, into what feels like logical buckets. First is, uh, before pregnancy, um, and considerations there during pregnancy and then postpartum. Um, and, uh, I was joking before recording. I think this is the only episode that we're going to do that I should, that I feel compelled to say, um, nobody here is a doctor. <laughs> uh, this is, as, this is just advice that we're giving based on, you know, your, your collective experience. Um, but that folks should certainly talk to a doctor or talk to somebody who, um, uh, if they have questions specifics around that. So I want to start with, um, pre-pregnancy. We got some questions about, you know, uh, I am considering or or I'm trying to get pregnant. What should I do or what what did what is Heather what has Heather done to set yourself up for success for lack of a better term in terms of nutrition and fitness? Is there anything any advice that you would give um to those individuals those those women or those couples who are saying, "Okay, we're going to try. Therefore that means I should be doing X Y and Z." So I don't think there's I I don't if I were to try to get pregnant, which I am not trying to get pregnant. <laughs> right now, um, oh dear but, God! <laughs> um, but I if, feel a little bit nervous even just talking about maybe this. Maybe we should that, leave. Like, she yeah, might be like, yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Or it might up. just like happen somehow. There's like the talk of like acting, like I'm talking sweating. about it. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so uh, I, there, there's nothing like if you're gonna, if people are asking me like if I would start taking more zinc or if I right. would start like I don't know anything about stuff like that. All I know is that. When you get pregnant, the advice is always, and I think this is good advice, like you should not start anything new, you know, when you're pregnant. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so I would say if you're thinking about getting pregnant and if you think that like when you're pregnant, you'd like to start, you'd like to be doing yoga or you'd like to be um, doing more running, like I would say think ahead to that and then start doing it before you get pregnant, right. you know, so that it's not new when all of a sudden you're trying to also adapt to this new, all these new feelings in your body and like your joints aren't stable. And like, if you just start things when you're in the middle of pregnancy, like you don't know if your joints are stable or not, you know? So, um, there's that, but I also kind of think of it as like, you're like, if you think that you're going to be getting pregnant, like you should be priming your body for that now. So like, if you want to, um, be, have a strong like pregnancy and you want to like be, able to maintain a healthy diet, like get it started now so that once you do get pregnant, like it's already in place. Mm -hmm. It's hard to like 
get pregnant, be like, okay, now I'm going to clean up my diet. It's, you know, it's like anything else, you know, so get it, like get ready for it beforehand so that when it is game time, like you're already there. You've already built some of the habits Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, What about something as simple as um, focusing on getting stronger, like literally like do more squats, do more deadlifts. Do do you see any benefit in somebody um, paying more attention to that in, 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 you know, the days prior to, to getting pregnant? Is there any value in um, just simply being stronger? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think that like you could say that about anything, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think that, um, you know, again, it's not a time to like when you're pregnant, it's not a time to like test out your strength really, but it's the time to maintain strength. Yep. And so if you can get your strength up beforehand, then you can try to maintain that. So the higher your strength is going into it, you're just maintaining a higher level, you know. Um, but I will say like weird things happen in pregnancy. I remember I uh, I was doing, you know, you gain so much weight. So I think with Bodhi, I probably gained like, I don't know, either one of them it was like 20 to 40 pounds that I gained. And I was not doing a lot of like, like kipping movements. And, um, so I wasn't like kipping handstand pushups and I wasn't kipping pull-ups. I was doing everything strict like burpees. I was doing push-ups instead of like a drop to the floor and all that. So I'd built up this like weird pressing strength. And, um, and one day, I think I was probably like seven months pregnant. I like, we were doing strict presses in class and all of a sudden, like I did a press and somebody was like, Oh my God, I think that's your PR. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And it, it was my PR. Like I, I hadn't, I didn't even know what weight was on the bar. It was just, it just went right up and somebody saw my number on the board. And, um, and so like weird things like that can happen without you trying and it's safe. I think it's safe because I wasn't even like trying to go for something heavy. Um, so I don't know. I think that the strength thing, maybe you have something something to say about that. We've talked a lot about, you know, uh, conditioning based programming versus strength. But, and does, does that change at all? Or, or do you believe that like even more, conditioning makes more sense than worrying yeah, about Yeah, I think that strength. the best thing we can do in any scenario, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not, is optimize your body for health. Yep. So I think that um, for a power lifter, because we said work on strength, to continue to work on their strength, it probably is not the right focus. The idea would be what is the limiting factor and let's double down on that to try to bring up whatever that is because that's going to put you in position for the greatest health, health being work capacity across broad time, mold domains across your age, right? So like the more work capacity you have, like essentially the healthier you are. Let's find whatever that limiter is. And if um, if you have, if you're really, really strong, you have trouble running a, a nine minute mile, it might be time to try to get healthier and try to run a little bit. Right. Um, the second thing that kind of like, it re- probably fairly unique to us, um, we not this part, but we had, we had trouble getting pregnant with mm. Bodhi. Mm-hmm. And what might be unique to us is um, we we tried a lot of different things. Um, and when we tried acupuncture, mm. um, we both feel really confident that acupuncture really made a difference for us. Interesting. Um, don't you agree with that? I do. Um, I'm trying to think Did clearly. you both get acupuncture? Or no, just, just okay, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. I think there was, um, I think it was a combination of like the acupuncture and the timing of all of it and the way, um, just the mindset of that whole field, you know, and it was kind of, what happened was we had a miscarriage. We tried for a long time to get pregnant. We had a miscarriage. So we finally got pregnant. We were super excited. We had a miscarriage. And then I started going to acupuncture and the woman was like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to do this stuff, but I think you should take like a few months and just let your body like get back to normal. Just give it time and, um, and 
try not to get pregnant for three months. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's kind of like with a lot of people, once you take that, that layer of stress off of you, it just kind of like, like, like things can move better. I believe in that. I do believe that like, you know, you, you like whatever is going on inside your body, like you, like energies are moving better and everything. And all of a sudden, like you relax the stress and all of a sudden you can get pregnant. So we got pregnant very quickly and I kind of like freaked out. I called her. I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. What do I do? She's like, you wanted to get pregnant, you know? And I'm like, but you told me not to get pregnant. So, um, I don't know if it was the acupuncture or just the whole mindset of like, don't get pregnant right Right. now. And I think that happens to a lot of people when like, you know, they're told that they just don't, don't do it now. And then right. all of a sudden it happens. Yeah. Okay. So um, pregnancy happens. We're in the gym. And I, I know that um, like a lot of these things that we talk about, the the real answer, well, it kind of depends. But generally speaking, how have you both approached um, CrossFit and pregnancy? Both been from your perspective as the coach, as the gym mm-hmm. owner, making sure you're kind of looking at it globally and making mm-hmm. sure that nobody's um, nobody's slipping through the cracks and nobody's doing anything, um, um, not smart. And Heather, obviously from her personal experience, how do you guys, like, how did you go into that? What kind of mindset did you have going into that? What was, what did you set up for yourself as expectations? What did you say? We're not going to do that or we're going to do that. So, um, when we had the first miscarriage, I think I was going into it feeling like, um, like I want to stay really fit. I want to, I, I still have like my own personal goals and I'm going to do my thing. And, um, and I, I think if you ask any doctor, they would say like, you didn't pro you probably didn't cause a miscarriage, right. but there were, I can remember there being like a time in my head where I'm like, God, I don't know if I should have been working out in that heat or if I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have been running that much or I don't know, you know, like, and I'm, yeah. I have moments where I'm questioning it. And so after that, when we got pregnant, Ben, the thing he told me that kept resonating in my head was like, just whatever you do, like you, like if it's a question, it's, it's not safe, Mm. you know? So if you're standing there thinking like, is this weight too heavy? Don't do it. You know, like if it even crosses your mind that it's not safe, then it's, then it's, you're going to like, look back. If something happens, you're going to look back and be like, God, I wonder if it was that one Mm. time. And again, it's probably like, it's like for people that go through miscarriages, the, the, anguish of having to look back and like go through everything and be like, was it that? It's like, it's, it probably doesn't happen, but you just don't want to live with anything in your head. It's just a safe, it's like a comfort, you know, to know that like whatever you're doing, it like, it's, it's not that if it's going to cause something. Mm -hmm. Ben, what about from your perspective? How have you helped? I mean, obviously you've had um, pregnant women in the gym before. How do you go about making sure that um, they're getting the experience that they need? Um, at least as much as you you can as the gym provide that. Yeah, we have like um, an epidemic of babies popping out of the gym right now. It's, it's so I'm not going to the gym anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Heather's not allowed to go yeah. there anymore because yeah. she can't drink she the might, water. Yeah, she, she might get pregnant. Get pregnant. Yep, she can't yeah. go to the parking lot. Definitely don't go on bike number eight. That's the one that seems to be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, so yeah, we've we've. Um, more recently than when Heather was pregnant, I was kind of like, there wasn't a lot of pregnancies going on. So it was really right. new. Now we've kind of experienced this, seen this a lot and people training right through their pregnancies. Um, Heather for all of her pregnancies was training right up until literally the day she delivered. Yeah. Um, and the baby just like popped out like 
wasn't much of a, a, mm. a labor at all. Um, but here's the things that some really quick kind of like overarching parameters is um, things that have potential for falling. Mm -hmm. We kind of take those things out, mm -hmm. you know, especially you get later on. Like you just don't want somebody falling and like right. falling on a box and like that, you know, um, you know, getting some sort of like um, a bruise or something like that. So rope climbs, box jumps is those things kind of as we get farther into the pregnancy definitely get um, weaned off. Mm -hmm. And then some other kind of like overarching themes is um not getting hypoxic mm. so this is the way we do it and yep. I, as you said before we're not doctors right. and we i think that every doctor you talk to is also going to have a different set of you know protocols and standards yep. but what we say is like don't get super hypoxic that means like don't be like gasping for air so um other doctors might say that's fine but we just don't think the risk and the reward is there yeah. so um we want them to stay working out consistently. And the way we do that is um, we will kind of go for volume over intensity. So if it's a workout that might just take like three or four minutes, but is a just like yep. smasher where you're laid on the floor after Fran. So yep. instead of doing Fran and trying to match your PR of a sub three minute, which we know what that feels like afterwards, you get Fran cough for nine hours. What we might do is we might turn that into an AMRAP 10 on, or an EMOM 10 of on the minute, some thrusters and some pull-ups. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll play with the volume play instead of the intensity play. Um, we have um, somebody pregnant at the gym right now, and I just like just coached her through a workout, and we're doing, it's a really high um, breathing workout today. So what we do is it's um, rowing, bike, and um, a gymnastics movement. So I just told her, don't go above uh, don't go below this pace on the rower. It was for meters of time. Yep. Don't go below this pace. Don't go above this pace on the bike. And for the gymnastics move, just kind of move through it methodically. And basically putting constraints for her specifically of what I know is doable for her. Mm -hmm. She just did the open workout. We just did 20.2. Mm -hmm. And I gave her, she's really fit. But I said like basically don't, let's go every minute and 15, which she has the capacity to do that in 45 or 50 seconds. Yep. So now she's get she got 17 rounds. Feels like she got a great workout, but we're also like totally within the the constraints of what might be up her upper limits. Right. How do you? Uh, I'm sure you've both experienced this conversation, but how do you uh, approach somebody who says, "I just got pregnant, so I won't be coming to the gym anymore." Um, how do you start to bring somebody along? Somebody who. Yep. Likes CrossFit, buys in, is a member, but thinks for whatever reason that um, CrossFit and pregnancy, they're somehow not conducive to each other. How do you like how, how do you talk about it in such a way that they can understand that there's actually not it's not dangerous to do this, these types of things while you're pregnant? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't talk to them about it. if they're like, I'm pregnant, I'm going to take some time off. Then it's like, um, awesome. We'll mm -hmm. be here ready for you. We'll ramp you back up when you get back. Because God forbid something did go wrong and there was a miscarriage, I don't want to be a thing at the end of a finger point. Right. Of being like, he said it was safe. Yeah. He said this. And we all know it's safe. Right. Right. But it's the same thing of like, what's the risk? What's the reward? And I if they have that belief system in them, I don't want to change the belief system. Right. I want to be ready for them when they're ready. But yeah. I don't want to change what they believe in because this could be like ingrained for years and years their whole yeah. lives this could have been ingrained and for me to try to shift that have that paradigm shift in moments and minutes and seconds of like no this is safe and i'm going like really and i'm going through every single thing second guessing mm. 
it's not worth it for me to go through that. Interesting. What about what about you, Heather, from your perspective? I, I imagine that you've had a conversation, conversations like that before. Do you, maybe the better question is, do you get a sense from people that there is a disconnect between whether CrossFit while pregnant is, is safe? Um, and if you do, like, how do you, how have you talked about that before? Yeah, I don't feel like I've ever heard that comment, like, and at least I've never heard of people being in the gym and then getting pregnant and being like, all right, so now I'm going to mm. stop. Like for most people, like they just, they taught, they just want to hear how to like adjust things. Yeah. I think that's a misnomer that's, we've outgrown. Yeah. I really do. I think cool. that most people, all of our members, no one says that. I've right. never, I don't I've never I've actually had that it. conversation. Cool. But if somebody did come up to me and say that, that that's would be my response. response. Yeah, interesting. Most of them all go like, so what should I do? Right. So now if you so, want to talk about our, like my mom, <laughs> when you get pregnant, yeah. my mom's like, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be doing all that. You yeah. know, like the people outside of CrossFit yeah. definitely have, oh, I remember, remember I got like hate mail. Yep. I used to get hate mail oh, yeah. from people, like crazy, like anonymously written letters, like how, how, like I was like killing my baby and it was crazy. But um, yeah, like terrible, outside like, of horrific. CrossFit. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, like weird weird handwriting and like very That's creepy. creepy. Yeah. Um, but so outside of cross, I don't, I don't think people really mm -hmm. trust it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that, you know, like we had, I, I did, we did a lot of work finding, um, we had a, a physician friend who is one of my closest friends, still is one of my closest friends. And I went to her and I said, do you know any, um, do you know any obstetricians that would be, like somebody who I could talk to and somebody who knows what we do. And so she gave me a list of like three to five of them. And then I, I, I reached out to all of those and then I met with them and found the one or two that I felt like was compatible with us. We, we dialed into one of them. Then that was the doctor we went with. She ended up becoming one of our members. And so then we had this great relationship where like she was coming to the gym every day. She knew what workouts we were doing. She saw what I was doing. Um, and she was able to, I was able to say to her like, so how do you feel about handstand push-ups? And she's like, I literally have never gotten that question before. So um, I guess try it and see what it feels like. Yeah. And I think only one time did she ever, she came in, I was doing a photo shoot for someone and they had me like belted with like a kettlebell around my waist doing like pull-ups, like yeah. weighted pull-ups. And she came in, she gave me the eyes. She was like, nah, I was like, okay, and we're done. I think that was my fault because yeah. I think the photo shoot was for again fast. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Did you I take remember the photos? That. No, but I had oh, okay. paid the people to come up, do that. So... So I remember that. I remember that photo. It was a good photo. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, the, with stuff like that, usually the only time I've ever heard of somebody stop in CrossFit stopping training when they're working out is because their doctor put them on like bed rest or something like that. And that's the same thing. It's like that when a doctor says something like that, I'm like, you should do what your doctor yeah, says. Right. You know, because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. So what about uh, postpartum? Um, what adjustments... Again, I'll kind of throw it to you from both of your perspectives, Ben. Um, I'll go to you first. But when somebody comes back to the gym and says, you know, and it's obviously a couple of weeks or, you know, maybe the question is how long. But um, how do you ramp them back up into uh, into regular CrossFit as whatever you would call regular CrossFit? Um, what does that transition back into the gym look like? Is it is it similar to what it looked like while they were pregnant where every day you're like, OK, well, let's tweak this and do that? Yeah, it would be the same answer if anybody's coming back from any sort of um, injury, illness, vacation, whatever it might be. And the severity and the length of time away kind of dictates um, the the ramp back up, right? So giving birth is a pretty big deal. Like it's, it's not a small thing. So right. the first thing is to put up, I think, this kind of um, the expectations. You know, we were talking about this this weekend, but that quote of like, 
happiness is expectations minus reality. Mm-hmm. So if you think that you're going to be back in three weeks and month three, you're not back, right. like you're kind of pissed. Yeah. Where if someone's explains to you, like, listen, it was nine months to get to here. It might take <laughs> nine months to get back. Let's kind of use that trajectory to be like the measuring stick of like where we are. Then all of a sudden they get three months into this and they're ahead of the curve, then they're psyched. Yeah. So I think it's important to put up the, the expectations of like, you're not, we don't want, like, we, forget about whether you are or not. We don't want to be pushing you to try to be where you were pre-pregnancy in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we use the same kind of protocol, which is volume over intensity, um, layering it back in appropriately. And that becomes all like the small things that Heather could probably speak to betterly, better. But like, was it a C-section? Was it um, a more traditional birth? And the kind of... The, the considerations you have to take for actual specific movements in terms of that from mm-hmm. like, you know, toes to bars to Valsalva and loading and things like that. And how do you work with your coaches to make sure that they have a sense of um, that kind of degree of appropriateness? Do we have, you, do we you... have every coach get pregnant or get someone <laughs> pregnant. They <laughs> nice. love that part oh of the onboarding process. Oh my God. You're going to have to shut down. Stephanie. <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> I like when you, when you offend Heather. Yeah. That's nice. Oh my God. Um, but do you feel like, do you, do you do anything in particular for your coaches so that they have a better sense of how to guide? Cause you're not, we, in just, we, we, we just kind of give these overarching principles yeah. and guidelines for these things. Let's stay away from things that might fall. Let's work yeah. on the Valsalva. Let's not get people hypoxic. Um, here's good substitutes for these. Um, so it's kind of the overarching. And then we give ownership to each coach to how to deal with each person specifically, because the true answer to every question we ask regarding fitness or nutrition or anything is depends. Yeah, right. Heather, uh, from your perspective or from your experience, what did that period um, postpartum, what did that look like for you? What worked? Maybe what didn't work? Um, and what advice would you give? I'm going to answer. We've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, well one time. <laughs> one time we were... Um, uh, we we were in this situation with our team when we were our gym was really competitive and we were in, and we needed me to get back on the team really quickly. Yep. I think we had Bodie in May and the games are in July yeah. or were in July. And so, she competed at the CrossFit Games. I think I remember three that. months. Yeah. What is that? May, June, June, July. July two, two months. months yeah. Two months after giving birth, Heather competed. So at the you know, like games. the like the I think the general like plan from a doctor is like. You know, in the first two weeks, like you'll work up to going for a 30 minute, 30 minute walk. Mm -hmm. And then after two weeks and you can start to go for like a mile walk and like like a brisker pace. So Ben was like, all right, so I don't want you to get off the couch for two weeks at all. Like you cannot get up. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, at two weeks, you're going to come into the gym and I have a plan for you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. So his idea is that if he keeps me on the couch, then I'll recover faster than the average person. (laughs) And so I walk in the gym and I think my first workout was like, an AMRAP 20 of like 20 wall balls, a 400 meter run and like 30 double unders. And like- <laughs> Just like Metcon gas pedal. And like- jumping and like everything's like nothing's together inside yeah. of me. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I mean, it's coach. Like yeah. you don't you don't question coach. And, and We've the- learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> On his side, he's like, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, and I'm just like, I just put all my trust in him. He's like, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. I never had a kid. So that was- that was not great. So we did it differently the second time. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think it's just you gotta you gotta be super patient. You gotta yeah. realize like you're not winning a race if you're going fast. Like you're gonna end up 
like you're going to end up hurting things inside. And the like, it's like every other injury. If you come back too quick, you're going to end up taking that much longer to yeah. get back to where you started in the first place. So you've got to try to pull it together and just be patient with the whole I process. really like that, that kind of idea, that thought experiment, which kind of going through your head all the time, like, um, the slowest steps forward are better than any steps back. Mm. Like just take no steps back. And it doesn't matter how slow you're going forward, you're moving towards your goals. It's once you take that step back and now you have to take another two weeks off, that's from any injury, this is kind of like the principle we wanted to go with. But going back to like, what's really crazy looking back on it is between events at the CrossFit Games, Heather's breastfeeding our two-year-old, our, our two-month-old mm-hmm. in the athlete warm-up area. It's like under a table. Yeah, that, yeah it was like find like there's the, there's the water station. I go <laughs> underneath the water station, and and my mom would have Bodie like in the stands in a stroller, just walking around yeah. the venue. And then between events, she would find us. We pass them off. Yeah. <laughs> Bodie would come into the athlete area, like breastfeed at like underneath the water station while the team's warming up. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, you don't have that much time. Like yeah. it's it's not like. There's four hours. It's like, <laughs> like quick, 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 get, get in, get in here. Okay, switch the boob. Get him on the other side. Quick, burp, burp, burp. burp. Good. Pass him off. Okay, get back out there. We have event like six. A, like, a, like a pit stop. At yeah, our, we got to do cars. the worm thing. Go. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah I'm, don't imagine a lot of people have that experience. Um, okay, so last question for you, Heather, yeah. is um, resources that you might po- point people towards, books, websites, whatever, that maybe you found some value, found some value in, um, whether it was pre, during pregnancy or postpartum. Do you have anything that you would um, point people towards for more information or more um, um, sort of stuff that you figured out for yourself? Yeah. Um, so I, I've always felt like books are dangerous with when it comes to like pregnancy. Mm. It's just like there's so many opinions. Nobody agrees with anyone. Like you should eat deli meat. You shouldn't eat deli meat. You should take <laughs> zinc. I don't even know what that is. So we found that, um, like, I think that really investing your time and finding the right doctor that you can get to, like, you can access, you can call them, they are around somehow, like, you can just talk to them as much as possible. That's the best way to go. And I would just, like, trust yourselves and your intu- like your own intuition. Trust this, like, doctor person or somebody else that has had, like, eight kids or yep. whatever it is. You know, like, trust them. And like that, like a book is very dangerous. I just don't think it's super useful. It makes you crazy. In the process of finding that person, uh, that whether it's doctor or midwife or whatnot, do you is it important that they uh, understand and they're like, okay, I get that you're going to do CrossFit throughout this. You're gonna you're gonna eat paleo, whatever it is, totally fine, and then go from there. Or versus like find a doctor who's a great doctor, but when you tell them you're going to go do thrusters, they're like, you're going to kill the baby. Yeah, I like mean, is that I, is that a big part of that process of finding that right individual is making sure that they're aligned at least generally in, in yeah. The philosophy? I mean, you don't want to do the whole like like um, like buffet whatever that is like all you can eat buffet kind of thing. You pick and choose the things that like you, it's. I don't think it's that, but I think that like you got to find somebody that you are going to be comfortable being honest with. You yeah. know, like if I'm, I know I'm going to want to exercise regularly, and I know I want to do CrossFit, so. Like I either I'm going to like find somebody that is, you know, just going to like I'm going to have to lie to all the time or I can find somebody who I can be honest with and like take their opinion and say, all right, well, I trusted like I listened to you on this and I didn't listen to you on this. You know, like you I think you just have to be like find somebody who can be honest with. Got it. Did you have were you going to say something before I cut you off? Are you good? No, no. I, the internet is a phenomenal source. 
<laughs> just Google it. Just Google it. I do think there's like a, a fair number of like, if I were going to be pregnant, which I am not, <laughs> um, Second like, time she I said. would probably find some CrossFit women that have blogs going or something and that I can like reach out and ask a question to here and there and yeah. somebody who I feel like, like there's a lot of value in that. You know, yeah. it's like a bunch of women online that are going through the same thing as you are or did recently and they've had similar experiences. I, I think that actually that part of the internet is really helpful. What I don't think is like, like the magazines and all that, like I'd, I would stay far away from that. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much coming for coming in, Heather, for You're answering welcome. questions that uh, I, Ben and I probably couldn't answer. Um, <laughs> we will see everybody next week. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.